Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. So, hi guys, welcome to, uh, G, oh fucking hell, three, two, one, so hi guys, welcome to Aesthetic Entrepreneurs, get shit done, it's me, it's Richard Crawford Small, it's been a while, um, I've not been fulfilling my podcasting responsibilities, um, it's probably been about a month actually, maybe even more since I did my last podcast. And um, so what I'm going to do today is actually explain to you why um, I've not been showing up consistently, as I often talk about. Why have I not been practicing what I preach? Why have I not been, uh, as I said, you know, consistent and, um, you know, focused on, on creating this form of content? I talk about content being in four flavors. It, it's visual it's audio, it's written, and it's interactive. And, you know, this podcast was a core part of my of my strategy. By now, I thought I'd have at least 60 under my belt, and, you know, I'd be smashing podcasts out once or twice a week with reckless abandon. And um, that's just not happened. Um, you know, it's actually been really quite challenging to get to 20. Um, so... What I want to talk to you about today is why that is. And it's basically, it's a, it's a really, really simple answer. I have been absolutely knackered. Um, worn out, exhausted, not physically, but mentally and emotionally absolutely drained. Um, it was much harder um, dealing with lockdown. Um, than I anticipated. And when I say dealing with lockdown is one of the things that I did and I will always have great pride in is during the, you know, the great lockdown of 2020, um, I gave it full beans, everything I had to help my, my clients, you know, aesthetic entrepreneurs and my tribe, if you like, um, get through it. Um, not become casualties to grow, to main, you know, grow their business. We had people who not just, uh, survived lockdown, but grew, um, you know, generated clients during that period as well, you know, created whole new business strategies. And I take massive, massive pride in all of that. My client's success is my success. Um, but what it, what I didn't realize happened is once it had all calmed down and everybody had kind of gone back to um you know being back in clinic back treating clients back earning generating revenue getting back to doing what they did um it all went a little bit quiet uh for me which is you know obvious reasons people were back doing different things and what happened was um i 
throttled back a little bit and um i focused on creating um our wonderful matrix platform our, our digital um, platform the um multifunctional aesthetic entrepreneurs training and information exchange uh, at thematrix.com m-a-e-t-r-i-x.com um incredible platform all of our content held in one place um courses videos and all these sort of pod- these podcasts as well blogs it's brilliant you should go and check it out um creating all of that and um then i took a little bit of a step back and it really hit me right then and there that i needed to do something different that i actually was completely fried um and um that was a difficult thing for me to accept it it kind of felt a little bit like failure that all of a sudden i i realized that i needed to actually switch off i needed to turn it down a little bit and um my one of my hobbies is um is motorcycling and um i shall tell you this little story because actually i suppose there's a positive end out of all of this is um i needed to switch off and turn myself down a little bit because you can't do things at 110 percent all the time i'd gone pretty much six months flat out um you know at one point in lockdown uh we had i, I did 27 coaching calls in, in one day, you know, 20, not sorry, one day, in one week, 27 coaching calls, um, you know, which might not sound like a lot, but when you think each one of those is probably, you know, a couple of hours prep plus, you know, the emotional load that comes with it, um, you know, it, it's pretty, it's a pretty enthusiastic undertaking. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I, I, I went through, went through all of that, rebuilt the business, rebuilt other people's businesses, you know, digitized the whole thing, um, you know, and, I, I think there was a, a lot of um, a lot of success, but again, didn't really under didn't really estimate how much uh, it would take out of me over that period of time. So when I realised I needed a break, um, I reached out to a really good friend of mine, um, Simon, who's actually Simon Ravichandran, who's a surgeon who's been actually on our podcast before, and I reached out to him because I knew he had a uh, a, a cabin in the Lake District in the UK. So, you know, like you do when you're a high roller, you know, you've got your little holiday home. So I thought, do you know what, Si, I'll, I'll see if I if I can borrow it for him. So he very generously, uh, you know, gave me access to that for um, for a few days. So, and I thought, do you know what, I'm going to turn this into something really exciting. I've always wanted to do a bit of a motorcycle tour. I've never really had the opportunity to do that. So I um, I looked at my, my beautiful Suzuki Hayabusa, which uh, is a base, you know, it's a sports bike, and thought, right, yep, you and me, we're going to go and do, you know, we're going up to the Lake District, we're going to do a few laps of the lakes and have a, you know, a fantastic few days. So, a very long story short, um, we packed, I packed up the bike, uh, loaded it up, and then headed off um, to the Lake District via a client. Um, popped in, saw a client on the way, um, who, you know, was was absolutely fantastic it was really entertaining um had a few beers a few bottles of wine um stayed over um at a hotel and then the following day drove you know up to the lake district for the big kind of five hour push and um what happened was basically my um number plate fell off somehow and shorted the bike out so i had no dials no no um you know uh speedo nothing like that so 
I had to I had to turn and head home. I'd almost, I'd failed to get to the Lake District. So me and the bike, we limped home. Um, got back as soon as I turned it off. It pissed coolant everywhere, so there was obviously something reasonably wrong, pretty badly wrong with it. And I went back inside, a bit beaten, you know, sat down on the chair thinking, fucking hell, I've not even managed to go on holiday properly. And my beautiful, amazing wife, Amy, looked at me and said, go. Take the car and go. So I, I grabbed my uh, mountain bike, or actually, uh, and threw it in the back of the car, thought, Do you know what, I'll find, and, then just, and just drove. Booted up, booted straight up to Lake District through about three thunderstorms. So it was actually quite lucky that I didn't take the bike because I'd have been absolutely horrifically wet. Um, got there and spent a couple of really nice couple of days, uh, relaxing, cycling around the Lake District, just chilling, spending time on my own, turning it down, just tuning the volume down a little bit. I could probably have done with spending a couple more days, but you know what? I just, you know, you, you do what you can. And, um, there was a bit of a realisation in all of that and one which was that I needed to be better at protecting my time better at self-care better at um, you know making sure that during my working week that I protected time for myself and um, to not to re- so I didn't get quite so you know the battery didn't run quite so low and um that's something that I think we all need to do and you're listening to this and maybe some of this is resonating with you and you're feeling that way then you need to do the same thing you need to look at where you can grab time and now as a result of that I have um, I take um, three afternoons a week now that might sound like you know quite a lot you know taking Monday Wednesday and Friday afternoons where I don't have calls and it's not that I don't do any work it's just I don't have calls I've discovered, you know, as much as I love coaching and as much as I love the human-to-human interaction, it's it's quite exhausting. It, it takes it out of me, and in, I so there I, I need to give myself time to replenish, to rebuild. And what I realised I wasn't doing was I wasn't giving myself the headspace to enable myself to rebuild and replenish. So. There was that realisation. And also then the other realisation was that I needed a hobby. I needed something to do. I needed something to um, take my mind off of my my day job, you know, which was which I love. But, you know, if we are, as they say, all, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And I'd become all work and no play. So I looked at my, you know, the motorcycle I had, this, um, you know, Suzuki Hayabusa GSX um 1300R, it's a beautiful bike, it's one of the fastest production motorcycles ever made, um, and, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing to look at, but I was looking at it thinking, let's be honest about it, it's not the most comfortable of, of creatures, um, but, um, and, um, I, I thought about, okay, well, you know, what sort of hobbies could I have, and then all of a sudden, I had this thing just hit me, and, it was almost like a voice from the past. My 16-year-old self said to me, Rich, it's time. And you may ask, well, time for what? You may well ask. It's time to buy that bullet, that bike. So 
when I was um, sort of 15, 16, well, 14, 15, 16, um, as if you go back to listen to uh, podcast number one or two, and I'm talking about my, my history, my background, um, in that I kind of give a little bit of insight into my early years. And in my in my teens, um, when I was around 12, um, a couple of things happened in my life. One was um, my grandmother, my mum's mum, died of cancer. And, um, the second thing was my, um, my paternal grandparents moved back to the West Indies and moved back to Barbados. So I was kind of sort of suddenly went from having, you know, quite a, a close family network to losing quite a large part of it, especially that, that generation above my parents. And, um, and also, but, you know, and I hadn't, um, spent an awful lot of time with my dad, you know, him and my mum, uh, basically split up when I was three about three years old and I hadn't really spent an awful lot of time with him and then so what happened was essentially um we, he and I were kind of thrust together again and um he was living in in Brixton and um at that time in you know sort of late 80s well you know mid to late 80s um you know Brixton was a very very vibrant place there were lots of musicians and artists and um and the place that he lived in Brixton he lived downstairs from a lady called um Sarah Jane Morris who was the lead singer in the uh in the communards with with uh Jimmy Somerville and um downstairs was uh another artist a guy called Gary Chapman and um Gary um was a a very interesting mancunian um he's actually um he was the director of a british uh, animated movie called valiant um that was um that was gary's um oops excuse me yep that was gary's um project yeah that was gary's project um called valiant and um yeah so you know very talented guy Anyway, Gary um, was um, around, so Gary was around, and um, my dad uh, had to, to basically work one day when I was basically up there staying with him. And he's like to Gary, "Look, you know, would you look after you know my kid for the afternoon?" So Gary's like, "Yep, you know, quite last, very affable chap." Um, so, you know, says, "Yep, no problem." So I guess you know, what do you want to do? What do you like doing? So he sort of talks. I like you know comics. I like you know prints. Um, and he goes, um, "Do you like Harley's?" And I was like, what do you mean? Cause, you know, Harley Davidson's. Do you like Harley Davidson's? And I, so I said, well, actually, yeah, I quite like them. I'd never really seen one before. So he goes, all right, come on in. So we went downstairs, um, and outside the flats, you know, under this cover, and he whipped the cover off, and underneath this cover was one of the, the most beautiful things I had ever seen. Uh, a 90, it was a, so it was a 1988, um, Harley Davidson Softail Custom, an FX STC, um, for those of you who are in the know. And it was, it was just stunning. It was almost like the clouds parted and the finger of God was pointed at this bike and the, you know, the light shone on it and angels were singing. Ah! That's the kind of moment that it had. That's the impact it had on me. Um, and it was just like, wow. And he's like, you know, do you want to, do you want to go out on it? It's like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Can we do this? Is that what we did? So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Jumped on the back of the bike. Poof, off we went. And spent the whole afternoon out on, you know, Gary's Harley. And, um, the, the imprint on me was huge. Absolutely huge. It, it sparked a lifelong, um, love affair with motorcycles. And, um, 
weirdly enough, all, a lot of my dad's mates at that time had motorcycles. My dad never rode, but, you know, there was Billy who had this amazing Suzuki GSX-R750, and then there was, you know, other guys who had these bikes, and loads and loads of different bikes. And um, one weekend, we went off to, um, you know, to Brands Hatch um, for, I can't remember what, the, what it was, British Superbikes or something like that. But anyway, you know, there was an event, and we went all the way to Brands Hatch. So I was suddenly, you know, immersed in this world of, of motorcycles. And um, it's never left me. So when I was at the earliest opportunity to, um, you know, to, to basically get a bike, I did. I had a, I was riding motorcycles before I passed my driving test. As soon as I could, I, you know, got a little KMX 125 and um, rode that. And then um, I joined, then I was, I was obviously in the Navy at the time. And I did what most people do when they're in the Navy is I then, you know, spent a ridiculous amount of money on a motorbike, um, third party fire theft insurance, um, crashed it and then spent three month, three years paying the finance off. Shit, that, that shit happens, you know, that's what you do. So no motorbike, but you end up paying it off anyway. So I did that. Um, and then, you know, I've had many, many different motorcycles throughout my, my life. I had, um, you know, an RGV 250, uh, a Yamaha RD 350LC. For those of you who are listening to this who are into bikes, these will mean something to you. For those of you who, are, who aren't, just accept that, you know what, I've had lots of different bikes. Uh, RD 350, CBR 600. And then I pulled the trigger and I bought myself a Harley Davidson. I bought a Harley Davidson Sportster. And it wasn't the, it wasn't the bike that Gary had. It was thought, you know, test, step into the world of Harley Davidson. And, um, it was like riding a bag of spanners. It was literally one of the most uncomfortable vibrating things I'd ever come across. Really didn't enjoy it. Um, and then when my daughter came along, um, it was time to sort of basically, part with these things so um i think my lana was about two years old and i sold it and i didn't have a bike ever had a bike free life free bike free existence and um this is probably a long story i hope you're finding this interesting there is a moral to it at the end of all of this but um essentially um when we when we moved to our current house and after you know all of the changes in the business and those sorts of things I decided that I wanted to ride bikes again. So I bought a bike that I'd always quite enjoyed. And I do things sometimes on a bit of a whim. So on an impulse, having never even sat on one, I bought a Suzuki Hayabusa. And as much as I love it, it's not the most comfortable of things. So I decided, you know, coming full circle, that I wanted, you know, I didn't think I needed a hobby. wanted to buy a bike. You know, wanted to have some fun. And then all of a sudden, the voice inside me said, right, you remember that Gary's bike? When you that parley that you always loved and it's always been in your head now it's the time to buy it so i started um researching i started you know okay well how much do these things cost what do they look like um you know where do i get one and um all of a sudden bosh there it was on ebay landed right in front of me the bike the one and it was you know that was it so i went I had a look at it, I bought it, it it arrived the next day, and my hobby is basically now maintaining and looking after that bike. And it's uh, it's a US import, it needs a bit of work, um, and um, my hobby is now basically tinkering with Harley-Davidson's. Um, I'm actually decided I'm going to build one, a custom one, for myself um, from scratch. And, um, because I enjoy playing, I enjoy motorcycles. I enjoy 
messing around with them. I enjoy, you know, understanding how these things work. You know, from we've already stripped the carburetor down, and I'll be rebuilding the engine over the winter, getting it resprayed, all that kind of stuff. Um, and also, it's going to be a showpiece for aesthetic entrepreneurs. Um, I think, you know, from a marketing perspective, these things often have a, um, you know, a, a value in that aspects of it because I, I want to. You know, we want to be different. We want to be bold. We want to stand out in the way that we do things. And, you know, having big, shiny, big ass American motorcycles on your stand with you, with the aesthetic entrepreneurs on the tank, all these kind of things stand out and make you mark you out as being a little bit different and doing things in a slightly different way. And that's what I want to achieve. You know, I want people, you know, grow people's businesses, but we do it in a way that's fun and entertaining. And, um, and it, it actually works. We've, you know, I've met up with um, the guy who runs AE Digital, Rick O'Neill, who also loves motorcycles, and he's got himself a nice BMW. We met up together, uh, went for a little bit of a ride, had a strategy session. You know, we took a photo, we put it on on our social media channels, and bang, one of the most engaging uh, posts that we've ever put out there because it's just a little bit different. You know, don't be boring. It's one of the things that I often talk about about not being boring. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's really helped my, my state of mind. It's helped my focus because this, I have something to do. You know, some people like to play with jigsaws. Some people like to do other things. I like to, you know, dismantle and clean the motorcycle. Um, it's, you know, I said it, it it's, it's a 20 year old bike. It needs a fair amount of work, but, um, you know, once we've, once I've done it, it will be a fair few hours invested and time well spent. And it's teaching me how to think about other things. It's teaching me that variety that is the spice of life. It's teaching me again that we cannot do everything at 110 miles an hour. It's teaching me that you need to reward yourselves. You know, that for me, that's a goal sat right there in chrome and, you know, and metal. Um, something that I've wanted to own since I was probably well, 16 years old. Um, and, um, you know, and there it is. And it's, you know, it's, it's in my life. When you, you know, you start it up, it'll wake the dead, uh, which I shall demonstrate for you very, very shortly. Um, but, um, you know, all of these things are, are important and all of these things you must do. So, um, yeah, so I'm not going to apologise for having not kept my promise of doing a you know a podcast every week, um, and I'm I'm not going to apologise for for the lack of focus because I know what caused it. Um, but we are back, and um, all you need to know is there's a big bloody motorcycle that um, is also going to con- is contributing to success. Because now, you know, when I'm not thinking about, uh, you know, building your business and helping you achieve your goals, um, I'm thinking about transmission fluid and um, thinking about, um, you know, primary gaskets. Um, and, um, you know, also, bikers are a very sociable lot and Harley riders are very, very sociable with other Harley riders. So, you know, 
there's a small actually a growing social network that i have as a result of you know owning a motorcycle literally i've only had this bike for a month and i've probably met more people in the last month in my local area than, than i have in the last year even through this you know socially distanced time that we are living in so so thank you for for indulging me um in this this little podcast um as i said it's um it's been a a while since i've done this and sometimes these little you know brain dumps um you know help me to um to rationalize things what's going on but also you know if you're listening to this and hopefully you you know the value that you're getting from this is because um you know you're entrepreneurs too and you're living the same life you know that's what we're trying to do is live the best life that we can and i don't you know you shouldn't feel guilty for having hobbies you should not feel guilty for taking time off and when you take time off it's not just a physical rest it's got to be a mental rest you've got to have brain holidays regular brain holidays um go and do something different go and walk get out in nature find the jigsaw you know if it's a big harley davidson shaped jigsaw then so be it but go and find the jigsaw that you need to do and find something that makes you smile because when you have that everything kind of disappears into into pales into significance and one of the great things about me for owning a bike is when you put the helmet on it's just you and you go off and it's just you with your thoughts and you know well so you're having the thoughts some of them thoughts are being shaken out of you but um just you with your thoughts and um just a little bit of you know thinking time and, and a brain it gives you a brain holiday it really really does so there we go thank you very much again thank you for you know indulging me um i will you know i will try and be more um regular with my podcasts there's a you know there's a lot i want a lot more i want to talk about with you know the business development aspects of things um there's a lot we've learned over the last um you know few months around you know not just our sales and marketing for the aesthetics business or marketplace but sales and marketing for everything there's a lot we've learned about people about ourselves and being entrepreneurs and i think that you know hopefully you've learned that you are more resilient than you ever gave yourself credit for um you know cleverer more adaptable just you know but perhaps need to be a little bit kinder to yourself and a little bit gentler uh, and forgive yourself that it's okay just to turn the dial down a little bit to have that time off to relax to allow yourself to regroup and rebuild and then when you're ready then you come back full throttle giving it everything that you've got because we have to work in waves and um it's it's easy to forget that but that's great while you've got you know people around you should have people around you to help you to remember how you go in waves but also that you know you're not alone out there so before i go i'm going to leave you with a beautiful soundtrack um it's just it's the it's the soundtrack to uh my new to the new life if you like to the soundtrack to the new way of working with the aesthetic entrepreneurs um it's the the soundtrack of the ae harley davidson so um until next week i'll leave you with this
Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it a beautiful sound? Absolutely love that noise. No mistaking what it is. That's a soundtrack. That's a trademarked engine mode. Absolutely beautiful. Take care, guys. See you soon. Subscribe now for tips, insight, and stories to enhance, empower, educate, and elevate your business to new heights.